0: hello this is david back again with another episode of blood and fire radio podcast this is episode number 83 probably going to be released a day late but we'll see i'm trying my best to keep it on schedule but uh let me see here okay there we go i had to change a Setting on something real fast. All right, let's jump straight in. I'm pretty excited about this one. This is a band that I have loved uh, since I was in high school. I think I first heard them on a Metal Blade Records uh, box set, uh, their 20th anniversary box set, so that probably would have been in what, like 2001 or 2 or something like that? But the band is The Crown from Sweden, and uh, they existed from 1990 to 1998 under the name Crown of Thorns, but then there was another band with the same name that was threatening some legal actions, so in 1998 they just uh, changed it to The Crown, and that's uh, what they remain uh, to this day. Over the years, their vocalist has quit and returned and quit and returned on a couple of occasions, and um, they really maintained a pretty steady lineup for a long time, um, but then... They lost a couple of members and uh, they whenever they replaced them, uh, I was a little unsure of how they would sound because their drummer had a, a real unique style and he was a really talented drummer. But the guys they got to replace them are fantastic. So the last album was fantastic and uh, they were teasing on Facebook that they were going to be releasing something new on January 14th. So we just kind of waited with uh, bated breath for that one. And sure enough, they released um, details about their upcoming album, and uh, they released the first single and music video and stuff like that. So the album's going to be called Royal Destroyer. It's coming out on March 12th of this year. It's going to be their 13th album overall, if you take into account all the albums that they released under the name Crown of Thorns as well. I consider it all to be one body of work. But yeah, the last one came out in 2018, so it's been it's been a minute, but... Um, uh, if the album sounds anything like this opening single then count me in because um, this is a, a very fast paced, hard hitting, typical um, crown song and it just kind of picks up right where the last album left off because the last album was full of songs just like this. Uh, they're still signed to Metal Blade Records so that's who's going to be releasing this new one but um, but yeah, like this, the production's great, the song itself is really good, um, there's some killer artwork. For this new record, and uh, there's just a lot of nostalgia there for me when it comes to this band. Um, they're they're a band that anytime they release something new, I will be checking it out. So, but this is a damn good tune and a good way to kick things off. So, off of their upcoming album, Royal Destroyer, this is the Crown with Motor Death. <laughs> Was the Crown from Sweden with Motor Death uh, you should check out the music video for that as well but that's a great tune and that's just a quintessential Crown song right there um, the lineup changes and things like that over the years hasn't really affected their sound their rhythm guitar player uh, Marco Marco Tarvanen he um, also does some like mixing and mastering work uh, and his prices are actually really good we considered him uh, to mix this newest Krigsgrave, uh record but ultimately, we're we're going in a different direction. His mixes sound great, but it's more catered to bands like The Crown and, and thrash bands and th- and things like that. Uh, his style of mixing doesn't quite suit uh sound. But I just wanted to throw that out there because I think he's fairly new to the game as far as making a business out of it. You know, trying to make money off of mixes and things like that. Uh, but his pricing is really good, so um, you guys, if there's anybody listening who's in a band that is looking for somebody to mix their stuff, uh, you should check him out. Alright, we're going to jump to France here. This is a black metal band, a very intense black metal band that's been around since 93. Even I didn't think they had been around for for that long, because uh, I, I don't think they released uh, their first record till maybe 98. Um, the band is Anteus, and I, you know... They're one of those bands that I have to be in the mood for it because their stuff is typically so intense and fast and just a wall of sound and it's a very rough, uh, <laughs> it's a rough experience, you know, to listen to an album of theirs from start to finish because it's so just in your face. But um, when I'm in the mood for it, I mean, th- they are very good at this style. They're very good at what they do. They've been at it for a long time. But they don't have a lot of full lengths to show for it, so they've been around since '93. They only have uh, four albums. Um, Their most recent one uh, was their first one in ten years. There was a bit of a break there. From 2006 until this one, uh, in 2016, the album's called Condemnation. Came out in November of 2016 on Norma Evangelium Diaboli Records and as I said, that was their first one in 10 years, and their fourth one overall, but, um, it sounds, you know, it fits right in with the other three in the discography, um, it was actually kind of tough, because I really like the first album as well, but it was tough to kind of pick, uh, a song, but, um, but yeah, since they haven't really done a lot since, since 2006, I wanted to share, uh, something from their, you know, more recent output, um, so yeah, I went ahead and, and went with this one, but, um, As I said, it's very wall of sound and very intense. Um, The production on the first album to me is the most uh, discernible. You can, you know, hear the individual instruments and their nuances of their performances, you know, a little better uh, than on some other records, but uh, I really like the production of this one too, this most recent one. So off of the album Condemnation, this is Antaeus with Shadow Fires. That was Anteus from France with Shadow Fires. Like I told you, it's pretty intense from start to finish, and really, that's kind of the uh, the template that they follow for most of their songs on their albums. So it's a pretty uh, intense experience listening to one of their records from start to finish because it's just a lot of that, a lot of lot of blasting, a lot of speed. All right, we're gonna jump to Austria. This is a band that's been around since 2014. Some nice blackened thrash. Um. They're kind of tricky to, to track down a little bit, unless you know where to look, uh, because their name can bring up, you know, if you Google it, it'll bring up a million other things. And the same thing with, like, YouTube. You really have to look up album names and stuff like that. The band is Transylvania, and uh, I really did not know anything about this band's first album. They just released their second one, uh, but I've been seeing a lot about the second one. They've been promoting it pretty heavily. Um, but yeah, they just released their second album on January 1st of this year called Of Sleep and Death, and that came out on Invictus Productions, which is another one of those labels that I I really love pretty much everything they release. They have a great roster. Um, but yes, I have been seeing a lot of buzz about this second album, and I still haven't checked out the first, because honestly, I had not heard of them until this second album. But, um... Just some really intriguing cover art and band logo and stuff like that. And just the simple fact that it was being released by Invictus was enough to pique my interest. And uh, upon listening to it, it's great. There's some real classic riffing in there, um, and the vocals are fantastic. So it is just kind of, uh, it's easy to say, oh, it's just another black and thrash band. There's plenty of those out there. But uh, they all seem to do it a little different, like, you know, one of my favorites in that genre is Hell Ripper, and this band, Transylvania, to me doesn't sound anything like Hell Ripper. so you could still kind of have your own identity within that uh, that subgenre. and uh, I think this band does a good job of kind of kinda standing on their own two feet, so to speak. But the record's really good, it's still pretty fresh, uh, but I've listened to it several times, and I really like it a lot. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play the title track off of it, as it stood out as a, as a favorite for me, so here we go off of the album of sleep and death this is transylvania from austria with of sleep and death there you have it that was of sleep and death by transylvania from austria i love the production on that as well it's a very 80s production you can still hear everything really well but it's just kind of raw enough to give you kind of an old school vibe off of it all right we're gonna jump to the ukraine here i'm excited about this one this band's been around since 2011 and i have never heard of them until recently and it was one of those things where I think I was I was looking up a different band and then happened to check uh, similar artists, you know, and see kind of who's listed there. And, and every now and again, if there's one that I have not heard of, I'll check it out. And uh, that's you know that's the thing a lot of people ask me is like how do you find so much different stuff to play on the podcast? And it's a lot of that. It's a lot of you know what does Spotify recommend? You know, if you like this, then maybe you'll like this band. And if there's a band I've never heard, then I will take the time to check it out. And, um, you know, on Metal Archives, when you look up similar artists and they have them all listed out, I'll check out random bands from those lists, you know, and see ones that I haven't heard before. And um, oftentimes, if there's a label I like, I will, you know, uh, even if it's just one release that I've seen on this label, I'll go ahead and check out that label's roster and check out their list of releases and and just kind of... Um, peruse through that and check out different bands and stuff. So yeah, I mean it takes time, it takes a little effort. But it's easy, you know, if if you have the desire to find new bands, there's plenty of them out there and there's a lot of resources you can use to to find different bands and stuff. But um But yeah, this band is called Chaos Sophia and they're again from the Ukraine. Never heard of them. Just found them listed as a similar artist and went ahead and checked out their most recent album. It's called Serpenti Vortex, and that came out in April of 2017. It's their second album. It's their most recent album as well. They've put out records in 2013 and 2017. And uh, this is really good. And I have listened to this record um, a lot since I first discovered it just a few weeks ago. And uh, I've kind of jumped in, uh, you know, head first into this one, and it's great. It's just really dark hypnotic, really well-done black metal, and the production on this record is perfect for this style. And uh, it's just been a treat to find this one, because, you know, I listen to a, a lot of stuff, but, you know, you, the the albums that kind of give you a special feeling, I guess, are a little bit uh, fewer and farther between uh, as years go by. When you're young and in high school, everything's new and exciting <laughs> that you find. So whenever you can recapture that feeling on occasion, it's it's pretty nice. But, anyways, loving this record and really liking this band. So um, yeah, I'm excited to share it. So off of their second album, Serpenti Vortex, this is Chaos Sophia with Fall into Singularity. Chaos Sophia from the Ukraine with Fall Into Singularity. That's a really good record uh, if you haven't heard it. Um, it. It's totally new and unknown to me, but uh, I'm, I'm loving it. Maybe i uh <laughs> been in the dark and everybody knows about it. Who knows? Uh, all right, we're going to jump back to France here. This, uh, this band is one that I had heard of for many years and uh, was pretty slow to check out. Uh, but really like the stuff I have heard from them. Um, the band is Vore Christ, and they've been around since 1999. And what prompted me to, you know, play them on this episode and, and check them out again uh, in general was, um, I couldn't remember, there was a guy who was doing live guitar for Mayhem uh, for a bit after, um, after Blasphemer left, before they kind of found their their two guys that they have been using for, for a lot of years now. Uh, I think they had, you know, Morpheus from uh, Limbonic Art was filling in for a while, and then they had this other guy, this French guy, and I remember thinking that was kind of an odd choice, but um, I couldn't remember what his other, like, main band was. So, I don't know what prompted me to think of it, that's just kind of how my brain is sometimes. I just kind of think of a random, like, musician and be like, I wonder what he's doing these days. But... I looked into it, and uh it was the, his stage name is sil Silmaeth, i guess is how you would say it it's s i l m a e t h but he uh he's no longer in vor christ, but he was at the time uh, that he was also doing live guitars uh in mayhem so i said you know what i ha- i've checked this band out before, but I don't remember a ton of it, so let me go back and uh and listen to it. i remember liking it, but I couldn't remember what record I had listened to and stuff like that. And um, so I went back and checked out some of their, their stuff, their older stuff, and uh, wanted to share some with you now. I think they also have a connection to, uh, I'm not sure her real name, but she went by the stage name of LSK. Uh, she also played in Secrets of the Moon, uh, among other bands. And um, And yeah, there's several ladies in the Dallas metal scene down here that kind of forged a bit of a friendship and an ongoing kind of communication with her. And so whenever she did um, uh, pass away, I believe she took her own life. Uh, that kind of hit hard for some of the ladies down here in Dallas who knew her. But um, but yeah, I actually did not know that she was a, a part of this band until I was researching for this episode. So, But I'm going to play something off of their second record. They have four overall. Uh, the second record's called Sublimation, and it came out in January of 2006 on Extreme Music. And um, this kind of fits in it's not as just straight up in your face intense as the uh, Antaeus stuff that I played earlier in the episode but it does kind of fit with kind of the rawness of that um, uh, they're both from France and they I could see how they kind of fit into that same scene you know but uh, really cool tune this one I'm about to play and this record uh, is is very good as well I can't remember which record I heard years ago it could have been this one it could have been one that came after it i'm not really sure but um in in my revisit back to this band's material i kind of uh found myself gravitating to to this album so here we go off of sublimation this is vor christ with torture cult <laughs> was vor christ from france with torture cult i love that choice uh at the end there with that riff how they're they're playing it higher up on a more like single string uh fast tremolo picked style and then they play essentially the same riff but they just play it lower and it's more uh full chords you know it just makes this it's the same riff but it just sounds so much more like beefy i like it um all right we're jumping to Gothenburg Sweden here this is a very kind of progressive uh, metal band that's been around since 95 they are a favorite of mine Um, the band is Evergrey and what makes Evergrey stand out is um, as pretty obviously the vocals because the vocalist old Tom Tom England he has a very soulful voice is kind of the best way to describe that it's almost a kind of uh, R&B Uh, type voice and um, he he definitely flexes his vocal muscles uh, in Evergray I mean it is his project basically and um, the other members have been there for a long time but I believe he might be the only original member I'm pretty sure But, um, but yeah he's you know he plays guitar as well as sings but even he's first to say that he's a singer first and foremost more so than a guitarist but he is a good guitar player as well but um I first saw them live probably back in 2003. Uh, They were supporting the Inner Circle, I believe, um, was the album. And I had never heard them before in my mind for some reason. Uh, Back then, I always confused them and Moonspell. Don't ask me why. But uh, so in my head, I was expecting to see Moonspell on stage. So whenever it was these other guys, I was like, wait, wait. This is not the band I thought that Evergrey was, you know, but they were amazing at that show. It was a show with Children of Bodom and Iced Earth, and um, they were great. They were really good, and it left a lasting impression on me. I went out and bought The Inner Circle um, probably within days of seeing that show, and I've just been a fan ever since, but um, they went through a period where... A couple of really key members left like the bass player had left anyways they've they've gone through a number of bass players but uh, so the bass player was gone but the drummer and lead guitar player had been there for a while and they had both left to form their own like thrash band um, which never really took off uh, much at all but um, but yeah so whenever they left that was a pretty significant blow uh, to their lineup so they had replaced them and released an album and it just wasn't that great um and then thankfully after you know a few years away the drummer and lead guitar player wanted to come back and since they've come back i think it's been a much more collaborative effort i think it was maybe kind of the uh, the Tom England show for a little while there So they kind of got fed up with it and left. But since they've come back, they all kind of share in the songwriting pretty equally. And they have a pretty significant say in the song, you know, construction. And the last couple of records they've put out have been great. Um, So they're about to put out a new one. Uh, The album's going to be called Escape of the Phoenix. It's coming out on February 26th through AFM Records. It's their 12th overall. I think this is the third... No, this will be the fourth one since those members... uh, have returned to the band and they've they've been on a roll the other three that they've done since those guys came back have been really good and uh, they've put out three singles now from this record uh this new one and it sounds great <laughs> it sounds like evergrey they don't deviate too severely from their signature sound but they sound as good as ever so i decided i would break up some of the black metal here and play something with some pretty vocals for you guys So, off of Escape of the Phoenix, this is Evergrey with Eternal Nocturnal. There's Evergrey from Sweden with Eternal Nocturnal. It's just a quintessential Evergrey tune. They kind of are masters of song construction because they are able to take songs in different directions and kind of keep that progressive nature uh, to their sound while still kind of adhering to a more traditional song structure. Like most of their songs always have a catchy chorus that uh, makes an appearance uh, a few times within the song. And... So yeah, they kind of toe that line where they keep it interesting and progressive, but they still kind of uh, know where their bread and butter is, having a, a good catchy chorus. Um, okay, we're going to jump to Iceland here. This is a black metal band that's been around since 2013. They're out of Reykjavik. Um, it's <laughs> I'm going to do my best here, because uh, Icelandic is ridiculous in terms of having to pronounce it. I don't know which I... I struggle with more uh, Icelandic or Finnish, but uh, it's pretty rough. I'm going to give it a go here, though I admittedly, like with Swedish stuff and Norwegian stuff, I already kind of know what the pronunciation is for the different characters within the alphabet and things like that, and uh, I I have an idea of how it's supposed to go, but with uh, Icelandic I do not, so I pretty much have to rely on google translate and listen to the little audio of somebody pronouncing it and to just try to copy that you know that's why i usually just don't even try i just tell you just look it up in in the show notes you'll see it but i'm gonna do my best with this one but this band it's just kind of a more epic melodic uh black metal and they just do a really damn good job of it and it's one that I am not super familiar with, but I want to be. <laughs> I want to be more familiar with it, because it is really good. It's just not a band that I have thought to listen to much, and I should uh, you know, devote more time to checking out their stuff. But I'm going to try to pronounce it right, because one of these characters that kind of resembles a P, uh, I keep hearing them pronounce it like an F, so it could be wrong, but this is what I'm hearing when I look it up. So the band is Misfirming. And I think that means, like, um, mistreatment in Icelandic. Um, I'm going to play something off their second record called Al which means uh, forgetfulness, I believe, is what it translated to. Uh, it came out in May of 2019 on Norma Evangeli- Evangelium Diaboli Records. This is just a hell of a <laughs> of a note to have to read here between the long label name and then all the Icelandic. But the record is called Island Stingelda Krumaskud. No idea what it translates to Even Google Translate was a bit confused on that one But um, but yeah, that's their second album came out in 2019 But uh, I had seen the cover artwork before And loved it And uh, just kind of made a note to check it out And it took me a while to finally do so But it's a really good record And like I said, it just kind of has this real dark, epic vibe to it And... Um, And yeah, so, what the hell, I'm gonna play something (laughs) off of it. So, I think I had that backwards, actually, the record's called Al Glemi, but the song is called Island Stingelda Krumasgud. And, uh, yeah, what the hell, here you go. Was misfarming, with Iceland Steingelda Krumaskud Um, really good. And the best way I can kind of describe that is that it's it's a weave. It, it's a all the different instruments are not kind of uh, running parallel to each other in that mix. It's a it's a weave with a lot of nuance, and the the way that those instruments all play off of one another and have uh, a lot of detail going on between the guitars and the keys and everything all woven together that's the best word I can use Um, I just I love it I think it's great all right we're jumping back to France I don't think I've ever spent so much time in France on a single episode as I have on this one this black metal band has been around since 94 out of Paris It's Merrimack, and I really like Merrimack, and I knew about them somewhat prior to playing a show with them, but then after playing a show with them, I was all in uh, with being a fan, and uh, that was one of my old bands. Obsidian Throne, we played a show with uh, Marduk and Merrimack, and I forget who else was on the bill for that, um, out at Ridgely Theater in Fort Worth, so we were an opening act for that one. And Merrimack was great. I remember they had this singer. I believe he went by the stage name of Terrorist, but he was huge. He was like six foot ten, Uh skinny guy, like really skinny, with blonde hair, but he was super tall. And uh, I remember he was pretty pissed off after they played. I don't know why. Maybe just the sound on stage wasn't very good or something like that. But uh, out in the crowd, it sounded good to me. And I thought they put on a great show, but he just seemed to kind of be stomping around and and looking pretty pissed off after that. And I'd say probably within six months of finishing that tour he had actually quit the band. So maybe he was just maybe he was just over it at that point. Who knows? But um but yeah, uh they have put out five albums now and after it was kind of a, a, a this mass, you know, exodus. Um they have one guitar player who's still you know, an original member and I think their bass player has been around for a while now, he's not an original guy but he's been a part of the band for a long time and then everybody else uh, the singer guitar player drummer they all left and so there was a pretty good gap um, while they were kind of re- reforming and uh, so they got a new singer new guitar player new drummer uh, the drummer was only partially new because I think he had been filling in live for the other guy for you know a year or two prior to that guy formally leaving so it was natural for him to just step in and be the new permanent drummer but um, but yeah whenever they did finally kind of uh, get the lineup set and release something um, it was good it was very good i think i still kind of like the stuff that they did with that uh, terrorist vocalist uh, a little bit better but um, it the decline the step down in quality is minimal like the the stuff that they've released since is still very good and um, And I'm going to play something off of their most recent. The album's called Omegaphilia. Came out in June of 2017. Again, that's their fifth record. And that came out on Season of Mist. They haven't released anything since. um, So hopefully they're working on on something that might come out this year. That would be nice, but we'll see. But um, this album, much like the previous one called the uh, A Causal Mass, um, is... I think that was the previous one, Right. I know they have an album called The Acausal Mass, but I can't remember if they had one after that, like in between that one and this most recent one. But either way, I should have looked it up. But either way, this new one is a really good record and really quality songs on this one. And um, so, yeah, let's just jump in. So off of Omega Philia, this is Merrimack with Sights in the Abysmal Lore. There we go. That was Merrimack from France with Sights in the Abysmal Lore. That record is great. Fits right in with the rest of the discography. I really don't think the vocalist does a better job on this album. Uh, I think my complaint uh, with the uh, causal mass was that he kind of has a lazier delivery. Like the previous vocalist had a more aggressive uh, sound. And this guy had kind of a a more uh, (laughs) zombie-like kind of lazy delivery. But uh, he's kind of improved that uh, the longer that he's been in the band. But okay, we're going to jump to uh, Finland here. This band is a legend. They've been around since 1990, and they just don't give a fuck about anything, and they're great. (laughs) I love them. Uh, It's Impaled Nazarene, and I've played them at least twice, I'd say, on previous episodes over the years. But I'm going to play something off of the first album that I heard them, actually. Um, I've played something kind of more classic of theirs, and I know I've played something a little more recent of theirs. So this just kind of fits right in the middle, but this is uh, kind of nostalgic for me, because this is the first record of theirs that I had heard, and I just remember seeing the album cover a lot in metal magazines at the time, uh, promoting this album. The album's called All That You Fear, and it came out in November of 2003. It's their eighth record out of 12 I think they're up to now. Uh, so it came out on osmos productions uh, that was their just long time label partner and um this record is great <laughs> i mean they 're all great but this this one the production is great the songs are great um i remember I remember when I first checked it out and uh just thought it was awesome. <laughs> just the energy of it all. I still go back to this album uh quite a bit but um This one is a favorite of mine, I loved the album title back in the day, and uh, it it just captured my attention, and it still remains one of my favorite uh, Impaled Nazarene tunes, so here we go, off of 2003's album All That You Fear, this is Impaled Nazarene with Urgent Need to Kill. we go greatness that was impaled nazarene with urgent need to kill i never get tired of that band or that song or that album so we're gonna jump to sweden here next door neighbors to old impaled nazarene this is a three-piece black metal band that's been around since 2013 um i know very little about them but uh, they just released their second album in december of last year 2020 it was released independently, although I think they are signed, but it just lists that this album was released independently, so maybe it's just kind of a digital release for now, and uh, or a limited pressing or something like that, and then hopefully it'll get picked up and released uh, more widespread. The band is called Onda Makter, which is Swedish for, like, evil power. Um, and, yeah, they just released that second record called The Misanthropic Blasphemy, and they opt for a more kind of melodic uh, black metal style. The songs are a little bit longer, and they have a, a more slick, kind of thick production. Uh, they don't go for the really raw, uh, lo-fi sound. They, they've they gone for a more modern sound, and um, it's good, it's very good. It definitely is a bigger sound than you would expect from a three-piece. I mean, uh, whenever I, th- I think of that, I think of like uh, Immortal, you know, later Immortal albums how it's a three-piece band but it just sounds massive and uh, so they kind of uh, fall in that same vein as well I would say so here we go off of the misanthropic blasphemy this is Onda there with Heathen Hatred <laughs> there we go that was on from Sweden with heathen hatred really good melodic black metal um, they don't really change up their um, their sound to deviate much from the genre but I don't think they uh, I don't think they started a band with intentions to uh, to reshape the genre but um, and if you're asking yourself well who's in this band is there anybody I've heard of no Nobody that I've heard of, at least. And, and the bands, other bands that the members are have been a part of and stuff, they're not uh, bands that I've heard of either. So no big names in that one. But it's a nice segue to the next track. Um, this is a bit of a super group. It's been around since 2004, and I never liked their first album very much. And they released a second album, first one in 10 years, uh, just this past October. The band is Insidious Disease. And uh, probably most known for being a uh, side project of uh, Silenos from Borger. I used to call him Silenos every time. And then I uh, finally heard him say it in an interview somewhat recently. And that's how he pronounced his his stage name, was Silenos. But anyways, it's him and Shane Embury from uh, Napalm Death, among 50 million other projects that he's in. Uh, Tony Loreno... Uh, on drums, and uh, what's his name, Mark Grew, formerly of uh, Morgoth, he's the vocalist, so um, they released an album in 2010, this is, uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a death metal band, uh, in contrast to, you know, the black metal stuff with uh, with Demu Borgir, um, so yeah, this is kind of him embracing his death metal side here, but yeah, I was not really taken by the the debut you know it's a good group of guys making it but um i just didn't grab me that first album it got a lot of good praise and i just kind of wasn't into it but uh yeah i heard good things about this uh, second album and decided to give it a listen and it's fine i kind of had the same (laughs) reaction as i did to the debut where i listened to it and i'm just like okay like Given all the members that are in this and and the kind of pedigree that they they have between all of the members, I kind of expected something really just amazing. And to me, it's just not amazing. It's just fine. (laughs) It's fine. But uh, since, you know, this is such a rare thing, they haven't released an album in forever... Um, and it's on a big label, I decided I would play something off of it. So the album is called After Death, and it came out on October 30th of 2020. And again, this is only their second record, and it came out on Nuclear Blast. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly not bad, but for uh, having the members that they have, I just expect something really, truly amazing, and it's just not quite that, so... But you can decide for yourself. So here we go off of the album After Death. This is Insidious Disease with Enforcers of the Plague. That was insidious disease from uh, well from all over the place <laughs> they're all from different countries with enforcers of the plague from their album after death see what I mean it's not you know it's fine it's not bad but it's not spectacular either but um, yeah <laughs> let's move on to Norway here which I think this is the first time I think I think it's the first time we're going to Norway in the whole episode which is kind of amazing This band's been around since 92 in one form or another. Um, Formed by Nagash, the former uh, bass player from Dimuborgir is how most people know him, Uh, but he actually formed this band prior to being a part of Dimuborgir. He was 14 years old when he started this in 92, so he's still uh, a youngin compared to some others. But, um... But yeah, the band is Troll, and they've released some really crazy shit over the years. (laughs) Like their styles have changed a lot of course you know nagash is is kind of the main guy between the band covenant as well um so he's no stranger to kind of more experimental industrial things and stuff like that but uh, in the early days troll was just really raw and symphonic uh black metal and they've released records in let's see, 96, 2000, 2001, and then there was a long gap, and I, they never technically uh, disbanded or anything like that, but uh, there was a long break, and uh, and then it kind of got revamped with a, a fresh lineup, uh, and released a full length in 2010, which I think was called Neo-Satanic Supremacy, or something like that, um, which was a good record, but... Um, I haven't really kept up with anything that they've done since then, and it turns out they haven't really done much of anything since then. So since 2010, it's kind of been another long hiatus. I think they've played the occasional festival. I think uh, maybe played Inferno a time or two uh, over these last 10 years. But um, they just released a new EP in September of last year um, called Tilbake Til Um, and I'm not entirely sure it says it was released independently but I'm not really sure what it is because there's there's a live song on there of course which I know what that's all about but there is an Emperor cover and then there's three um, three other songs on there so it's a short EP but I'm not certain because the production sounds different on each of the songs I'm not sure if some of them were recorded like a long time ago and that are just kind of being included on this, like unreleased old songs. And uh, I know for sure one of them is new. I think the song that I am about to play for you is new for sure. But I'm not entirely sure about the other the other ones with uh, Norwegian lyrics, if those were recorded a long time ago, because they sound uh, quite a bit different production-wise. But if somebody knows, let me know, because I couldn't find much information on on where these tunes really came from, like where they were tracked and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, like with the last full length, and then on this EP as well, they, they're embracing kind of that rawness from their early work. I really love the particular keyboard setting or sound that he's using here. Um, it just makes it stand out as being a bit different, but they sound great. They sound like uh, Troll used to sound in the 90s, so it's pretty cool to just hear something new from them. So, off of Tilbake Til Troberg, this is Troll with The Beast. right there you have it that was troll from norway with the beast pretty cool definitely sounds like the troll of old um all right i need to announce the final song of the episode i want to thank everybody of course for listening and for telling other people about the show uh I recently did a little Facebook like promotional push to some different parts of the world just to kind of drum up some interest in the uh in the Facebook page and in the podcast itself and I actually got uh normally I kind of uh, have my focus towards Europe and and Australia and you know Asia and places like that Uh, This time around, I focused on uh, South America and got uh, a lot of new people liking the Facebook page uh, from Brazil, so if there's any new listeners from Brazil, uh, welcome. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, If you want to tell people where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app or on Spotify, Uh, so be sure to find it and follow it there. Um, Any sort of feedback or requests or anything like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And, of course, uh, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates about new episodes or delays, which hopefully there aren't too many of those, and, uh, you know, little poll questions or questions for you, the listeners, it's all going to be posted uh, there, so... Uh, Alright, this last song and this last band I really don't know much about, but I had seen some friends of mine, you know who you are, who have been um, advertising it, (laughs) sharing it on Facebook, things like that, just really digging this album, and uh, so I wanted to check it out as well and it's pretty amazing. Um, The band, I believe the pronunciation is called Akhlys, and uh, it's A-K-H-L-Y-S, at least that's the way um, it says that you're supposed to pronounce it on their page on Metal Archives. Uh, But they've been around since 2009, they're out of Colorado in the USA. Started off as a one-man band, doing kind of more dark ambient stuff um, on the first record from 2009. And then um, I think they put out a second record in 2015 that actually had a a live drummer on it. Uh, But even then, I think it was kind of a session drummer type situation. And now, as of 2018, it is a full-blown like two-man band. And they've embraced uh, more of a black metal sound. uh, Still with some kind of ambient elements to it. But they just released uh, their third album called Melino. Came out on December 14th of last year. Uh, on Debimer Morty Productions which is a great label um, but this album is freaking scary and in the best possible way like it's it's one of those albums like the one that I mentioned the most is probably the Norwegian uh, one-man band called Tartarus and uh, that features Charmond Grimlock the old uh, live keyboard player for Emperor from the late 90s but th- that was his band and he had released uh, an album well it's kind of an ep i guess like a mini album called the grand psychotic castle and that one was like a symphonic black metal record but it just had this vibe of like insanity running through it like you just felt like you're in, in a straight in an insane asylum and that's the soundtrack type thing and that's almost the vibe i get from this as well it just has a, a certain kind of s- scary element to it you know like it it just kind of it's hard to explain but uh, it's really dark and it's just uh, really dense and yeah it's just really well done it's really really well done it's a great record and I totally understand why my friends were just all about it talking about it advertising it So, so yes I figured that would be a perfect dark heavy dense closer to this episode so i've already got my songs ready for the next one and i intend to be on time so until then thank you all for listening and i'll see you in a couple weeks so from colorado off of the album melino this is Oklis with effialtis cheers